I definitely, I think the motto has just been almost like, why not? Or like, what's the worst that could happen? And in the beginning, I just kept going with get a little bit further and a little bit further. And that's still the way that I run the business. I definitely think that it's really important to have a positive growth oriented mindset in the beginning of starting anything and just to enjoy the process. Welcome into the Free Retiree Show, your go-to podcast for your career, your finances, and where we learn from people that have done some amazing things. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my two pals, Sergio Valentino Patterson. I like it when you say my middle name. What's up, everyone? And attorney Matthew McElroy. What's going on? For today's episode, we'll be talking about what does it take to turn a side hustle into a six-figure business? Guys, what do you think the biggest deterrent is for people to start a business? The time. Everybody's time is valuable and side hustles Mm -hmm. can take some time before they start to flow and you see some type of cash flow come from them. So I think that's the main deterrent is people's time is valuable, whether they have it or not, whether they're willing to sacrifice to make that happen is probably the biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. Serge, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking fear. I, I've always had like, oh, I want to start this side thing or, but there's always in the back of my mind, like I've got a family, I've got kids, like I can't just drop what I'm doing. So there's that fear component of failing and then fear of like making a big mistake that could impact everybody that depends on you. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think we, all these things come through our mind, but for today's guest, we have a phenomenal one. We have Hannah Pobar, and she is the CEO and founder of Home Studio List. And she has done exactly what we're talking about. And what her business does, Home Studio List, allows you to rent homes uh, for photography, film production, content creation by the hour. So they're essentially the Airbnb of content creation. And Home Studio List has 800 spaces all throughout the U.S., over 2 million reservations for 2021. They've been featured in Forbes, Vogue. They've been used by companies such as Starbucks, L'Oreal. Have you guys heard of them? Maybe. <laughs> A little bit here and yeah. there, right? <laughs> yeah. Familiar. And they've had 200% year-over-year growth without any paid advertising. So without That's further wild. ado, let's bring on Hannah Pobar. Hannah, how are you doing today? Hi, so good. Lee, that was the best introduction ever. Well, we, we try here. John? We try here. Hey, I'm, I'm trying Don't to Don't make your head bigger than it already don't, my, don't and ladies and gentlemen, my head he doesn't need this. It's very big. <laughs> I mean, just physically in nature, it's, it's, it's huge. So. But Hannah, tell us a little bit about your business. We're so happy to have you on today. Yeah, I mean, you summarized everything so beautifully, but we basically rent people's real homes by the hour for photo shoots, content creation, video productions, anything in that realm. And it's really cool. We're situated perfectly in the sharing economy. We give real homeowners this easy ability to make relatively passive income on their space. In the process, we work with so many creatives of all kinds from some of the huge brands that you've talked about, which is total bragging rights for your neighborhood block party for the rest of your life if you've hosted one of these teams. But then uh, we also work with a, a ton of smaller content creators too. And so it's been so cool to grow the company over the past five years. I went from 
renting my own apartment. I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot more, but renting my own apartment by the hour um, for photo shoots, then realizing there was so much potential and started Home Studio List as a side hustle. And here we are a couple years later. This is now my full-time job. I've been able to bootstrap for business, grow the team. And it's been the craziest thing I've ever done to give so much dedication. And it's been so amazing, such a cool process. And just the evolution of the company to where it is today, I think is really cool to see unfold. I was just curious, like, how did that, this idea even like spark? Like you said, you just started renting out your apartment, but what, where did the idea come from? Yeah. So the story kind of goes back many years here, but I have always been so inspired by the internet and just originally I got into blogging and creating websites. And so the story starts there when I'm a child. And basically there's just been this like beautiful path that's unfolded in front of me where I was blogging. Somebody reached out to me asking if they could rent my home that I had photographed and put on my blog for a book photo shoot. And I thought, wow, that is just so cool. They want to pay me $500. I am at work all day at my office anyways. And let them come by. It was so cool to see the beginning of the production happening. And I left for the rest of the day, got paid. It was so easy. And the bragging rights of being able to show off this cool book that my space was featured in was also really awesome. And it's such a cool non-monetary perk as well. And then from there, I started telling people about it. I used to be a photographer. That's kind of what I got into after blogging. And so by virtue of that, I had just a really solid understanding of the industry. I had an amazing network of creatives and photographers, videographers. And so I started letting people know that they could rent my apartment. But within a couple of months, I was making thousands of dollars renting out my apartment while I was at work all day. And I thought, wow, this is just such a cool experience. And I set out to create the platform, which is our website. Um, it's a you know two-sided marketplace so that other people could engage with brands and creators in the same capacity that I had. So that was about, that was like four years ago. Or that was five, four or five years ago. And yeah, and then now we have the platform. And so we represent over 800 spaces all across the US. So like when you were, when you were going through this journey, how long did it, like, did it take before you made the jump to, from just renting out your own space to creating the platform in the marketplace for it? Yeah, I was renting my apartment for about a year, probably exactly a year. And then I thought I might as well start this website. And it was slow start in the beginning. We had maybe three or four spaces on the site when one of the hosts actually, who we had recruited for this early like prototype platform, she had reached out and said, I'm also a photographer. I love this concept. Can I rent one of these spaces? There were only a handful of spaces (laughs) available. And so just so quickly it took off. And after that, I kind of said, okay, like might as well put this out there, even though there's only a really small um, assortment and our inventory was so, so light, but it quickly took off and we've been profitable since our first month in business and just grown so much ever since. I mean, it's so, it's so like awesome to see that you found like this kind of like a niche, I guess, that not, that wasn't really explored, but going back to my co-host, Sergio, Matt, I mean, I think Matt said his 
thing of doing a business's time. Sergio's was just fear because he's a wuss. But you know what? Can we? So uh, that was a little I, aggressive. <laughs> but you know, like those are valid, right? I mean, a lot of it's good, man. But those things are crying. Yeah, he's, he's like, crying on the inside. But the the those are valid concerns. I think most people run into, right? Did you did those run across your mind? And what was your biggest challenge? You know, not to say no, never. Obviously, those are very real feelings and emotions. But I think I. I didn't fixate on them because I started Home Studio List as the theme of this episode is side hustled. I started it on the side of my full-time job. And, you know, I think that's just a super unique approach. I think there's so much pressure on entrepreneurs or when people have an idea to suddenly make this massive transition to being full-time. And I think sometimes that just puts such unnecessary pressure on that beginning phase of like starting a business. I think when you're starting anything, the goal should be, are people interested in this? Can I make money on this? Understanding the market value of, you know, exactly what you're doing and establishing like product market fit early on. I think it's tough to embark on those four questions and goals, but also have the pressure to make enough money to pay your rent, pay your bill, like transition probably from a full-time lifestyle to something that, you know, is more entrepreneurial in nature. And so those things definitely were in my experience, the fear or maybe just the t- like not having all the time and everything. But because I grew it alongside my full-time job, I was able to really focus on just staying in an inspired state of mind while I was working on it. I think if you try to transition too quickly into that, your entrepreneurial thing being your full-time job as well, it can totally lead to burnout. So not saying that's the only way to do it, right? But for me, it really worked to keep my full-time job. And I kept it for almost two years of the business in the beginning. It was probably like a year and a half. And that, I mean, I just had, that was such an an incredible experience for me. And it kind of let me incubate the company and get it to like the numbers that I was looking for in order to transition and feel a lot better about making the leap. Yeah. But to your point, I mean, I think you hit on something that's super valuable. Most of the small businesses say like, we're not talking about Facebooks and Apples and all that, but we're talking about the, the small business. They, most of the successful ones that I've seen did exactly what you did. They took their time, kind of dipped their toe in the water. They had something else going on and they kind of figured it out. And just my experience with that is I feel like you have this ability to learn without pressure. And sometimes it takes time to figure out whatever you're doing. There's so many uh, things, whatever you're doing, whatever business you're getting into, there's a lot, there's a big learning curve, right? And it's hard to get that immediately. And then also rely on that as your main source of income. So I think that was really great advice right there. Yeah, I feel like there's just so much pressure. And even when I talk to people who are interested in starting a company, I think I hear so often people say, I don't know how I will be able to you know, support myself on this. And I am always like, why don't you just like get started get it rolling and like deal with those things as they come. And eventually, hopefully you're in the position where that transition is really graceful and it's either a step up in your lifestyle for you or it's seamless. There are so many ways to do it. It's just that worked really great for me. 
And I, I was curious, there's a lot, when I'm looking at your site right now, one, it's like amazing. It looks really great. Something that keeps popping up for me is like Airbnb, right? I'm curious, is there a, a future, like, have they approached you? Are they going to buy you out? Like what's like, I feel like there's some synergy there. Like, has that come up at all? Is that kind of the potential long-term thing? Yeah. I mean, you never know what the future holds. We have had people reach out from Airbnb, but to me, it feels like they're very positioned in the travel industry. We, the way I've positioned us and how I want to be is a company and a platform for creators. That's mm. the most interesting thing to me. We have competitors who are you know, very much in the space of renting property and spaces of all kinds, whether that's residential, which we focus on, or more commercial spaces. For me, that's obviously part of our platform is that rental of property. But I really want to stay in the creator space. And so I think as, as I plan out what the future holds for our company, it's very much focused around the creative economy and creators and building um, this, continuing to build the platform for them, but also addressing their other needs. We get a lot of interest in from companies for recommendations for photographers. Like I could see this coming together in with productions as the heartbeat of the company, like creative production, editorial, anything like that. And so that's kind of where I want to say focus. That industry is my background. I was a photographer. I put myself through college shooting weddings and portraits and really anything that would pay the bills to photograph. And so I think just our story is so focused there. And so that's the world that I want to stay in. You never know how these bigger companies shift to changes in the world. And I think we've seen travel be so disrupted by COVID and who knows what the yeah. future holds. And so, yeah, I mean, you never know. Yeah, it's a smart play. I think the creator economy is huge right now. So that makes a ton of sense. It's growing so much too. I remember even five years ago talking to VCs in the early days of the company and people were having a hard time grasping, I think, just the creative industry. And from the get-go, I had that photo background, but I also just realized how pretty much any lifestyle or consumer brand is constantly in need and craving content that feels relatable to their audiences. And what is more relatable than a lifestyle or like in-home environment? We saw so many commercial clients. One example is Core Power Yoga. They're one of our big clients. And they oh, wow. came to us in the beginning of COVID and said, we have to remake a lot of our videos because all of our classes are you know, shot in studio spaces. And they wanted to transition that to be in an in-home environment while that was <laughs> the theme of all of our years for 2020, basically. Hey, Hannah. So one thing I was thinking about is all these successful business owners that have reached your level of success or a higher one, they have like a special superpower, you might say, something that they're <laughs> just really good at that really made their business take off. For you and your company, like, what do you think that was for you guys? What do you think you guys had? If there's that it quality that you had, what did you guys do really well to help? yourselves take off. Yeah, I, I love that. And I thought about that a lot. And I think for me personally, in my career, it was always just having like authenticity to my values. And I think my core value in life is connection. 
And so it's really cool for me in my career journey to be able to live out that value in the career that I have now, because basically we are connecting so many different creatives to each other within the platform. So I think along with that, one thing that's worked so well for us is staying true to that and um, creating that personal experience with all of our clients. Uh, when I first started Home Studio List, I was 25. I type with a lot of exclamation points. I'm a super positive person. There's a lot of joy in my life. I feel like you use a lot of emojis, a lot of happy yes. face emojis. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, when I started, I would edit myself a little bit and I thought, oh, that's not professional enough. I should probably tone it down. I should be a little bit more this, a little bit more that. And it's cool to be five years in and actually in even testing some of our email campaigns and stuff, realizing that that personalized approach and just, I think, being true to who I am has really been so beneficial to the company. And we see that in all of our performance metrics as well. And so I think, yeah, just that positivity and like authenticity and it all kind of comes together. I think just when you are in accordance with your values. And for me, that works so effortlessly with our company and just being a platform that connects people in general. Yeah, and I got a quick question. I, I'm looking at both your personal website and your the home studio list website and, and they're both really well done. Thank um, you. Was that, is it always been that way or did you, is that kind of improved over time or like, do you have a computer website development background at all or do you yeah. outsource those types of things? Yeah, that's my background. I grew up learning to code. I have built apps, websites, all sorts of things throughout the beginning of my career. And then kind of by virtue of that stumbled into a career in design I got hired at a startup in San Francisco to be a designer out of school. And in school, I studied like data and data visualization and information management. And so, so <laughs> opposite brain of creativity, but I don't know, I've kind of always had that dual interest for sure. And so worked out in startups in San Francisco for about five or six years as a designer and I remember the first couple of days on my job being like, I have no idea how I got this job. I am not qualified for this. <laughs> I knew Photoshop, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And so I think through the infusion of both of those things, you know, in my background and then that experience within that career, I really was able to hone in on that. And yeah, I'm, I've always been very into the internet. I don't know if you guys remember MySpace days, but oh, yeah. MySpace. MySpace Yes, at a MySpace layout site. So I would create all, all these layouts for people and stuff. So always been interested in that. And I think that really helps out Studio List with like the branding side of things for sure. Yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing skill set to have. And it's been amazing to see everything you've done. How can people go to your website and how can people reach out to you? Yeah, our website is homestudiolist.com. I love all these conversations and I'm always happy to help and support in anybody's career journey in any way that I can. Personally, my Instagram is, our Instagram is Home Studio List. My personal Instagram is Hannah Pobar and my email is Hannah at homestudiolist.com. Would love to be supportive in any way possible. Yeah, it's been awesome having you on and just to send us out. I mean, We'll end with this last question. Go back to when you were starting your company. 
And what was your self-talk like when you were deciding whether you wanted to get this thing going or back away from it? What was going through your mind? And we'll end it with that. Yeah, that's such a fun question. I definitely, I think the motto has just been almost like, why not? Or like, what's the worst that could happen? And I think uh, in the beginning, I just kept going with get a little bit further and a little bit further. And that's still the way that I run the business. I'm very iterative. I didn't start Home Studio List with this like crazy goal of it's going to be this multi-million dollar company. It was more like, can I build the website by the end of the year? Can I get 50 spaces by the end of the year? Can I make $100,000 in the year? Like there were just these like little micro goals that all eventually the the goalpost moved and now looking back on five years it's crazy to see how we used to get five reservations in a month and now we get 30 in a day and it's just so cool to see the evolution so i definitely think that it's really important to have a positive growth oriented mindset in the beginning of starting anything and just to enjoy the process Awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah. Loved having you. Thank you, guys. Yes, it was great to chat. And happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of LinkedIn Incorporated or Microsoft Corporation. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.